0: This time, this time, this this time, 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 time,
1: What's up everybody? I'm your host Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 103 of the Power Company podcast brought to you by powercompanyclimbing.com. We are over the century mark which is exciting and it really doesn't seem like this thing has been around all that long and frankly I guess it hasn't but thanks so much for the support that we've gotten so far. I feel like we're crushing this thing. Uh, I'm right now in lovely Lander, Wyoming, where things are starting to calm down after a quite hectic summer, and I'm in my final three weeks of preparation for a trip back to Red River Gorge, which used to be home, um, where I'm taking aim at some big for me projects, and then moving on to some even bigger bouldering goals. Uh, frankly, in part, inspired by this conversation that you're about to listen to. Um, I'm going to tell you more about all of that later. For now, I kind of want to jump into this conversation because it's a fairly lengthy one with some special and surprise guests. Um, the, The main guest today is Drew Mack, here for a return conversation. Drew was on episode 16, Always Psyched way, way back, and has been steadily improving in several ways since that conversation. And Drew doesn't take much for granted. He reaches out for help from his peers, his mentors, um, which is a skill that's going to continue to help him for many, many years, and honestly is a skill that I envy a little bit. Uh, I'm more the I'm-just-going-to-do-it-myself type and i really think that i want to get better at reaching out for assistance when it's needed and drew's very good at that um we sat down at my house here in lander along with nate and with our good friend john wesley um so let's do it and
2: they don't even have to be the, like the dopest droughts uh, but like different that are going to teach me something. Each one on that list is going to teach me something different. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just
2: I lie on everything about my age to make me sound cooler.
1: I used to lie about my age too. Now I now I just like being forty something. Forty something? Yeah, I I fucking can't do math, Drew, and I don't (laughs) I don't remember what year I was born most of the time, so I don't know exactly how old I am. I have to like do reverse math every time. Do they call that subtraction? I don't know. Something like that. Reverse math. Math. (laughs) Yes. Reverse math. So last time you were here. We were just talking about being stoked. Yeah. And I'm going to start this off with a little bit of a wild card question. You just told me the other day yeah. that you were in rifle and you had your first case of like, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm ready to move on. Yeah. But then, like yesterday, you posted on the Instagram story that you miss rifle. So, yeah. So, what's up with that? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. So, all the emotions and all the, the emotions. I'm just body. an
2: emotional, feely kind of guy. Um, yeah. So, I think I was really focused in rifle for, it was my first time there. I was really excited to be there. And so, I kind of just like bum rushed it. There was Did you say that of, was your first time there? I climbed there for a day five years ago. Okay. So,. My first, like, trip there. Okay. Um, so you're trying
1: to lie two minutes into the podcast is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, thanks for calling me out. <laughs> Chris Hampton always keeping me humble mm. or Anyways. factual.
1: So you're uh, in Rifle.
2: Yeah, so I'm in Rifle. Uh, and, and I, like, really, you know, I was really psyched and hustled for a while. And towards the end of the trip, I was, like, tired. I was, like, really tired and um, kind of felt like I lost a bit of the to be honest i did a lot of the routes i wanted to do and everything i just kind of felt like i slowed down a bit and was ready to kind of take a break Mm -hmm. and you know i took like two days off in the middle but other than that like just kind of like kind of hustling and so i think like the the combination of like how how focused rifle is like you really are in like a grind of like day in and day out rock climbing and nick can kind of attest to this too is like climbing is like difficult like it's really you pull on and you're like trying and mentally it's like really focused um you know you fucking slip you can whatever like when i pulled onto a lot of the routes like it was game on there's no like stopping and checking out kind of thing especially with a route like living in fear where like it's not even really supposed to chalk up
1: right so and I it's think, kind of all there is in the canyon. Like yeah, yeah, you're just in there rock climbing. Yeah, you, take you a might rest get. Day, like, you watch rock climbing.
2: Your rests are like sideways knee bars where your knee kind of hurts. Like you you shaking out your arms, but like you're you're very focused. Mm-hmm. And and so I think physically and mentally, I felt tired towards like kind of the end of the trip. And really, all like honestly, I should have just taken a couple of days off. Uh, but I would take a day off and then go back and climb more and. And that kind of just built builds up to towards burning out, I guess.
1: Have Um, you had other trips that were kind of open ended where you didn't have this, this tight timeline to get shit done.
2: Um, yeah, I feel like I've had both where I have like a tight timeline and by tight, like not, you know, I had like six weeks or something. So it's like not super tight, but like I have a lot of time.
1: Um, I'm just wondering if your burnout was partially caused by the fact that you could kind of go anywhere.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm like super motivated by like right now in my climbing, like I'm able to travel a lot. And so I was in one spot for a while and I was kind of ready to switch it up. And, you know, I really like, I really like doing different things, like with my climbing and seeing new places. And like I get tired of the – the same thing after a little bit i guess Yep. does that make sense
1: yeah totally so we've got several other people here in the room nate is obviously with us and john wesley aka johnny lightning aka lightning snaps is in the building as well and you were like we just established before we started recording that you were like day six homie you weren't quite day one homie yeah i wasn't
0: there on day one drew drew and i started climbing together like i guess like five years ago and uh, when we started climbing together, we had both climbed a max grade of 13A, and now Drew climbs much harder than that, and I climb not much harder than that, so that's been, <laughs> that's been interesting. It's been kind of getting in the way of my ego a little bit.
1: <laughs> we Still can't let things up. get in the way of our egos. <laughs> yeah. But has Drew, in your opinion, kind of always been like that, just hustle all the time to Drew's get shit done? Drew's work ethic is
0: insane. Like Drew is where he is because he works harder than everybody else for sure. Like which he doesn't is, give up.
1: Which is bigger, his work ethic or his Drew Mac psych?
0: It's his work ethic. I've mm. seen the I've seen the truth of the Drew Mac psych. It's not always <laughs> like quite as psyched as it might appear from the outside. But the, but the work ethic that's what we're goes, getting at. Yeah, outside being the Graham. The work ethic <laughs> never goes away. But the psych is the psych. The psych is more variable than you might think.
2: Yeah, I think it's easy to, like, always look psyched on social media, too. Like, you kind of said that, Nate. And, like, you know, there's definitely, I go on a big trip, man, and I'm like, I love rock climbing. and But sometimes I'm just, like, mentally and physically a little tired. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to slow down. It doesn't mean that I don't want to, like, go rock climbing. It's more just, like, I don't want to try a really hard rock climb right now.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think our perception of how people see us on social media is a little different too. Like if you didn't post how stoked you were for a couple of days, no one would really notice. They wouldn't think that you had like started hating rock climbing and you just quit. Yeah. But that's how it feels sometimes. Like if I don't post, what are people going to think I'm doing? Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. But in the inverse of that, like, you know, I'm not going to post how psyched I am if I'm not psyched, you know?
0: Like, also, the psych predates social media. Like Drew Mac was mm, was known known for a psych way before back the, in gram, the flip phone days. Way before the gram,
1: he was known for a psych. It's true. There were t shirts made about the Drew Mac psych.
2: Yeah, we've talked about that way whole, back, we, way back when.
1: <laughs> so you said something when we were first talking, um, when I first hit the record button, and we were talking about rifle that you had done most of the routes you wanted to do, and that kind of you know, led to your demotivation for the moment, which seemed to have lasted two days. Um, (laughs) And part of those routes that you wanted to do come from this list that you told me about earlier this week or last week or whatever that is. I don't know. Days run together around here, (laughs) but, and it's a list that J star gave you.
2: Yeah. Jonathan Segrist. Yeah.
1: So tell me a little bit about how the list came about.
2: Um, yeah, so I've known Jonathan for a bit. Uh, we met through you know mutual friends climbing, and and he's like one of my climbing heroes. I grew up watching his videos, and when he first came to the Red, it was you know the most impressive thing I'd seen. His like tickless mm-hmm. it was nuts, and then other videos and all that. Um, so I was like psyched to meet him, and we got to climb together a lot. And over time, he's kind of become like you know a mentor and in. in And rock climbing and getting better, but also like kind of the professional side as well. Um, And so a lot of times I'll ask him like, you know, what's the best thing for me as a rock climber right now? Um, And, and, you know, it's funny. I was planning my next trips and, and he kind of was like, don't do this. This is what you should do. And, and he, he ended up like very quickly writing out this list of like 11 or 12 routes throughout the United States um, that he thought were, uh important for my growth as a rock climber and it was just the thing
1: he told you not to do was to do another trip to spain
2: yeah which i did sorry jonathan (laughs) 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 no it was just like more of a bang for your buck kind of thing you know i mean i think like i mean it's just really easy to go to it's it's like i grew up wanting to go to spain right and like there's routes i wanted to do there there's i didn't really have a good trip on my first time there i was hurt so i really wanted to go and you know i had i had the I had the chance to go, so I went, um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. But I do think it is his list is important for my growth, and I don't want to skip over that going to do these like in vogue routes. Sure, um, sure. You know,
1: what do you think it is that's so important about this list for your climbing?
2: Um, I think they're like you know they're they're throughout. It's like all on the west coast for one, which I think he meant because I haven't really just
1: just for the record rifle is not on the west coast
2: i mean it's colorado
1: <laughs> west coast going born say, and raised
2: we're gonna say west of the mississippi
1: uh okay in in the western half of the united states because <laughs> utah is also not west coast okay just so you know fair is lander <laughs> lander is yes. not west coast <laughs> okay I, in fact i don't think any of these are on the west coast
2: okay middle of the country kind of thing wherever I, you needed like?
1: to write instructions yeah. to this list when you gave it to drew he thought <laughs> he thought he was going to california he's gonna drive all, all the way to the coast <laughs> he thought it was a beach vacation <laughs> and instead he's climbing
0: in these smelly caves
2: we ain't going to la um yeah they're all i mean for me they're all like places i had never been before also mm-hmm. or, like so they're they are these areas that like they're not even the hardest routes in the areas uh they're like And they're not even the hardest grades that I've done. They're just routes that probably I might have skipped over trying to either do harder routes, um, you know, like going to rifle. There's like three routes in rifle on that list. And like Mm -hmm. had I gone and just tried to do, you know, at the beginning of the trip I tried Fat Camp and I wanted to try Bad Girls Club. And like, you know, those are the hard routes of the canyon. But had I just tried those the whole time, I may have skipped over some of the 13Ds and 14As. And I think he knew that, like, this, like, those, like, mid-range moderates, which, like, I'm, I feel, it feels really weird to say that about, like,
3: (laughs) 13D, (laughs) 14A, like, I am really weird, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, as Johnny, Johnny is the only guy who hasn't climbed 514 at this table. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Sorry, John. I didn't mean it like that. These mid-range moderates. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're
0: maybe, not moderates
2: maybe, by any means. Maybe
0: one day I'll be able to get up those mid-range moderates if I, Who knows, if maybe, I apply myself. And maybe one day you'll get to the upper-range moderates, <laughs> too. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day the shoes will get good enough that it'll be a little
3: bit easier, too. <laughs> you were saying mid-range
1: moderates. Sorry. <laughs> I interrupted. Sorry. Sorry. You got no, tanked I, there I, when you were all on your feelings. You <laughs> just got spanked out of your bubble. Whoops.
2: My bad. Uh... But, yeah, it was just like, you know, I think those routes are, they're also routes that I, like, may have skipped over because I don't want to really go climb. Work that hard for the grade. Yeah, or climb Vert and Smith. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, like, but having a list, like, actually, you know, makes it uh, easier for me to be like, I'm going to go and learn how to stand on my toes and, like, be a better rock climber um, and climb different routes. Not even, they don't even have to be, the like, the dopest routes. Uh, but like different, that are going to teach me something. Each one on that list is going to teach me something different. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't know any of these routes personally because they're too, too mid-range, moderate for me. Um, <laughs> but, but my guess is that, you know, J Star approached it from a, from a point of view of what are what's going to teach Drew the most yeah you know about climbing what can he learn from and and i've always thought about coaching athletes the same way that a boxing trainer does where they pick out opponents for their boxer Mm -hmm. looking to help prepare them for the championship yeah you know rather than just let's just fight whoever or let's fight the popular guy right now yep Let's go out and fight the people who are going to make you better. Yeah. You know, do mm. you do you need to get better at fighting southpaws? We're going to put you in front of a couple of good southpaws. Yeah. know. and and so on and so on. And my guess is, looking at the variety of this list, that that's what J Star was thinking. And I don't know if there's anyone else in America you would know better, Nate, who has a more complete resume mm-hmm. than J Star.
3: Uh, as a sport climber, I'd say probably not. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely, you know, dug in all the crevices when it comes to sport climbing in North America. Uh, you know, and I got to say, after looking at this. In lit, the world, too. Yeah. You know? yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
3: Yeah. I guess, like, America, definitely world as well, obviously. Without doubt. No. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like, I've mentioned this on another podcast that you can put into Google the name of almost any 514, like, let's say the bleeding. Type in the bleeding fourteen B, and one of the first five things that'll come up with any five fourteen pretty much in America will be a blog post from Jonathan Seagrass about yeah. it. Yeah, yep. like totally. he's done so. J Star in Orbit yeah. .com. Yes, um, grew up on that. You know, and it's funny looking over this list. Uh, you know, it seems like Jonathan's actually your friend. He wasn't trying to be really mean. He could have he done some terrible things. With his <laughs> like yeah. I was like, When you were reading it off initially, I was like, okay, okay. I was like, oh, it sounds like he's almost taking it easy on you. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, he actually likes you. Um, <laughs> so it's like the things at Smith, like those are actually like fairly overhanging for Smith. Oh, word. He could have easily been like, okay, you're going to go do to bolt or not to be. Yeah. Then you're going to go up and do like sarcasm. He could have picked the most heinous yeah. stuff. But Which thi- I'm
2: sure he still <laughs> wants me to go do those. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: but this is actually like, but he it's knows cool. you're going to Spain over and over. Again. <laughs> yeah, so, but this yeah. seems like a really well, like well thought out list. Like it's it's cool.
2: Yeah, it's personal, you know, which I really like appreciate. You know, like took the time to write out something.
1: hmm mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the list. How many yeah. of these areas have you been to?
2: Um,
1: l- two of them now.
2: I think just. Uh, I think just rifle.
1: And wild Iris
2: and wild iris, correct
1: did you climb oh you did climb on the the rodeo way yeah, other but day, I didn't,
2: didn't really do much yeah, it was yeah.
1: it was a bit of a post party
2: watch what you say here day we will just, <laughs> we'll just say it that way
1: <clears throat> uh, drew might have been up late, he was just tired that's all it was. I
2: was tired
1: um, <laughs> but i'll just I'll just run down the list really quick for people. Um, if you guys are interested, I'll also post it up on the blog post, assuming that J Star gives us his blessing to post this, which I'm sure he will. <laughs> okay, Chris here. Just a, a quick break in the action here. I've got a special guest that I want to bring in at this point before we go any further. Hello. Yo, what's happening? Yo. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm great. So I had to reach out to J Star. I mean, this is his list, and I really wanted to know what was going through his mind, why he chose these routes, and, and what they meant to him. Um, and he hadn't he hadn't looked at the list in quite a while. He didn't remember what routes were on it. So the the audio, listening to him remember as I read through the list is pretty priceless
4: it's cool that drew came on and um he he has such a good heart and oh yeah and uh and i think that yeah and he's just um and he's in this stage where and he he in a lot of ways he reminds me of myself um both currently but certainly uh like 10 years ago
1: yeah or or something like that
4: um and in that effect, it's fun to interact with him because I remember, like, just his, his, like, level, his, he's just so, his excitement for climbing and his psych for all these new things is so pure. And it's just it's kind of a fun energy to be around, you know? And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm psyched that, that he came in and, and had a chance to chat with you guys. And and then that he brought up the list. That's so cool. I'm, I'm like... Part of me is like interested just to hear what the list is again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't even
1: remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you had reasons for all these, and I'm interested. I think it's actually perfect that you don't remember all of these. Um, yeah, because I'm curious what you will think of them when you hear them again. Um, yeah, I'll, well, I'll just go I'm down the list confident. real quick. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, okay.
1: It's a uh, golden, okay, dude, closing yep. down
4: yeah oh yeah Garface.
1: (laughs) uh-huh uh Uh, white wedding okay dead souls yep zulu which he did recently um yeah living in fear and living the dream which he also did both
4: okay okay
1: um rodeo free third millennium and the bleeding yeah So, God, that's
4: such a good list. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what I said. Nate and I were both there when, when Drew told us about it, and we were both like, oh, shit, this is a good list. Um, yeah. you know, And I've always admired your respect of the history, so I know there's some of that in this list, but I yeah, know it's definitely. about more than just that. So, like, what was the yeah. purpose of this list of roots?
4: Well, so the main purpose is because... Um, and I won't get too deep into this because sure, sure, it's probably not, we don't have enough time, but, um, you know, it's something that I've been thinking about and talking about a lot recently. I actually just wrote a piece or helps write a piece with Andrew Bicharat, kind of somewhat to the same tune, but not exactly. And the idea is that, uh, you know, when you and I and uh, many of our peers started climbing, it was pretty difficult to like skip certain phases in your development as a climber and a lot of those phases included quite a bit of humbling Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like you know exploration kind of um, fear and like overcoming all these things out in outdoors and and with your friends and stuff that you know a lot of times now you can get strong enough and have enough kind of um, experience in the gym that you know you'll still come face to face with these things eventually but basically i i had expressed to drew that you know he so drew for the most part and and you know correct me if i'm wrong but for the most part up until this summer had uh you know he's a he's a kentucky boy yep. He's climbed a ton in the red. Yep. He's done a bunch of hard stuff in the red and, and he knows that place inside and out and he knows the characters there and he, and he knows and respects and understands that place.
1: Yeah. And
4: cool. that is so cool. Um, but, but you know, he had done multiple trips to Spain, right? which for me back in the day was like, you know, I didn't go climbing. I didn't, the first climbing trip I took to Europe was in 2012. And at that point, I had already climbed like everywhere in the West and gone to the red bunch of times to the new, uh, you know, just done as much as I can here because quite frankly, I didn't have the resources available to go to Europe. It was sure. just too expensive. And, and I also was just making a decision because I could either be in my truck on the road for four or five months and then go back to working, or I could go to Europe for a month and then go back to working. And for me, I just wanted to see it all. Um, and it was better to have that five months and to, you know, kind of like all those guidebooks and all the old crime magazines and stuff that I had, like, drooled over and had uh, just built so much respect for all these characters. I wanted to go to these places. Right. Um, and so I recognized that Drew didn't necessarily have that same, you know, because his role models were going to the Oleana. And we're going to, and it was almost like the climbing history that he knew was the more modern history. And, and I think that that drove him to want to go to those places like, like Oleana, like, like, you know, Santolina, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so I tried to, you know, it's pretty difficult to force someone to appreciate history or to force someone to, you know, go through uh, the same thing you went through. And it, quite frankly, I think it's, it's naive to think that he should, or any other climber should have the same experience as me. Um, but I just wanted to, I kept pressuring him like, dude, save your money, come to the West, buy a weird van or whatever it is, sleep in the dirt. And like do this thing and, and camp and meet people. And like, you know, you're going to Spain and that's so sick. But like when you're at the crag, when you're in Oleana, and these Spanish climbers are, and you're telling them that you're from the U.S. and whatever, and the Spanish climbers are like, oh, rifle, and like, oh, Smith Rock and stuff, and you have no, and you can't communicate with them at all about your, about your home terrain and about what that means to you and, and what that might mean to them as a traveling climber. I think that, that it's worth it for him to, for many reasons aside from just that, it was worth it for him to have a trip where he came to the West, you know. and I want him to do many more, and I hope he does.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, so, I I totally agree, and I think what you've what you've instilled in him, whether it was you know via doing it directly, which doesn't sound like it was, you were just slipping the history into there and this appreciation for it. It's working, yeah. You know, because when he came into the gym where we've got um, pieces of Todd Skinner's old wall and a lot of his old holds and some some of the very first holds that tony and nero ever poured and yeah yeah all these old holds in in my little home wall here and i could see drew's face light up when i told him that that's where those holds came from you know yeah he does appreciate that history and i think that's largely because of people like you taking an interest in him and you having that appreciation
4: well that's great to hear man because um because you know, part of me, admittedly, wants people like Drew to have not the same, but a, but you know, an echo an echo of the experience that you and I and others had. Yeah. Um. Because because I learned so much from it and et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, another part of me thinks that the future of the climbing community in the United States could just in general is like there's just so much information there that I think is so important to kind of carry on. And, um, I think as far as having like a, a, an honest and humble kind of future generation and future community of climbers, I think that trips like this and experiences like this and stuff are just really important. And, and it's hard to really articulate exactly why, um, although I'm sure with more time I could eventually find it. But uh regardless, I'm psyched to hear that 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 he was there and that and that he had some level of appreciation for that. And um and what I tried to do when I built that list was A, I wanted to include really classic areas, right? Like yeah, yeah. that's why I have even and there might not be, you know, and I mean the kids freaking climbed fisheye in Oleana, like, you know, a lot of the stuff's gonna be lower. Quality, quote unquote, than what he's already done. Sure. But still, like going to AF and going to climb at Hell in AF, um, and like seeing some of those early roots from, from Boonspeed and, and those dudes. And then, and then obviously, like, Smith Rock is an absolute, like, must do for any aspiring North American sport climber just because of how much of the roots of sport climbing in North America are rooted there, are, are you know, came from there. Right. Um, And then, you know, a a few like more, slightly more modern things like Golden uh, in Southwest Utah from Todd Perkins, like something a little more like modern and kind of like fresh, but at the same time, you know, that route's 15 years old or something like that. So, um, and then, yeah, obviously, you know, it was really important for me to have him go to the Iris to climb on, uh, you know some of Todd Skinner's roots and just to experience that place. And I, you know, I think more than anything, I tried to think about all the, the variety of different areas that he would meet different people and experience really different climbing styles. Um, that would help him cut his teeth as more than just, you know, another thing I was trying to think about too, is he's like a fantastic endurance climber. Obviously he's like born and raised in the red more or less, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a different thing to come and do, um, Rodeo-Free Europe. right? Uh, just like it's a different thing to do Dead Souls, uh, and it's certainly a vastly different thing to come and do something like Closing Down, which I still think is like one of the hardest. That's probably the hardest route on that whole list. That that thing, you know, Chris Sharma uh, test piece from freaking ages ago that is like to this day, like quote-unquote 14A, it's got to be one of the hardest 14As in the world. Right, right. Um, so, you know, <laughs> whether or not he would... Send all these things uh I was just like dude just these are the routes to try you know and I'm really psyched that he did Zulu I think that's a that's again another Chris Sharma route like an amazing step forward um at the time and and a a great test piece even to this day and then stuff like like living in fear and living the dream that's awesome that he got on those things as well and did those things um so yeah I mean I think that's that's kind of what I was going for and it's cool that it's it seems to be working out
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he's he's stoked on it and you know the whole podcast we did was essentially about this list and about him becoming a climber and what that means and he's going to write up a list of um, several different grade levels of 10 roots in the red that you would use if you're a Red River local to become a better climber. And, and I looked at his lists and they very much mirror yours in the, um, the historical aspect, the different angles, different types of climbing. Um, so cool. it's very much geared toward developing, you know, and it sounds cool. to me like this list played a big part in your development as a climber. And, and I think you would probably agree with that.
4: Oh, for sure, yeah, and I mean, for me, you know, the the I think that the list would be a little different. Like, I didn't start climbing in rifle until until I knew I wanted to do kryptonite. Um, but right. like, there's there's other places. Like, I mean, one of the first fourteen a's I did was um, uh, not coming home curly. uh load of Faith at Saint Canyon. Weeks, yeah, and yeah, and and so you know, my list for my own progression would probably be a bit different, but um, you know, the theme is very much the same.
1: Yeah. And, and a
4: list like this can be made at 5.11. It can be made at 5.12. It
1: can be made at 5.14, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what Drew did for yeah. the Red River routes. Um, I won't keep you yeah. too long on here, but just a couple other quick questions. You mentioned yeah. that there was this like humbling that had to happen in our progression as we were coming up because they're, you know, there just weren't the level of roots that there is now to choose from and to, you know, you kind of had to go out and get beat up a little bit. Um, Was there some intentional sandbagging going on here with things like the bleeding or closing down?
4: (laughs) Um, Some good-natured sandbagging? (laughs) For sure. Good-natured sandbagging that, you know, I mean, I, I am a full believer that, that, like you know having your heart broken a little bit and having your ego smashed is is valuable yeah totally. um and you know i also just wanted to try and nudge drew to do something different you know than than what he'd already done yep. um and that's really hard for all of us it doesn't matter if you're a 12a climber or a 15b climber or whatever right like to to do something that's that's not what, you know, and and that's that's, that's what I was getting at before. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was getting at before. Just like all those experiences I had back in the day, you know, it wasn't the same. Like I show, I remember showing up to wild Iris and I knew that it was like short and bouldery, but like, you know, you don't really know. There weren't like 10 videos online about what to expect. And I remember first coming up to the rodeo and being like, Oh my God, like I can (laughs) clip the the chain, you know? And, and, uh, and, and I guess I just felt like there were a lot of experiences for me that were very formative where I, I, it wasn't like I didn't have the option to back out, but it was kind of like I got thrown into, to, to deep waters and whether that was like my first, like uh, multi-pitch experience or my first track climbing experience or my first, um, you know, experience trying to, to level up my grade situation or whatever it was. And, uh, and those were cool because it just like garners a certain type of respect, really palpable respect that you can't get if you just stick to what you know all the time.
1: J-Star is a smart dude, and he puts a lot of thought into this beyond the just getting stronger for climbing. Um, there are a lot of parts that go into it. Uh, and we'll be hearing more from him again later, but first... Let's get back to Drew and Nate and Johnny. Drew, what do you think J-Star was intending with the Living in Fear, Living the Dream link-up, like putting the two of those on there with all of Rifle, just having Zulu and those two routes where you're climbing kind of the same route twice um, with just a different finish?
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe that was rushed. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, I think they both offer something a little bit different. I think, it, it, you know, you want to do the proud original line, of course. You want to do yeah. living with fear. And you did them both on this trip, yeah. right? Yeah, which is a funny story also. Um, yeah, I climbed I climbed living uh, in fear first. Um, okay. and
1: that's the original.
2: The original 13D, and I climbed that in like four or five tries, four tries. And then, you know, I, I started up the living, the trying the dream section. And that one actually ended up taking me more tries to get to living the dream than it did to do living in fear originally. So hmm. I, I then was falling on... Um,
1: on the living in fear part. On the
2: living in fear part hmm. uh, more <laughs> times than it took me to actually do the route the first time. So then I was like cursing at J-Star saying like, I wish I would have just gone right the first time kind of mm-hmm. thing. Right. Because um, to me, the the endurance bit of the living the dream is very much my style, I guess. So it was more a matter of like learning the moves and then I felt pretty confident I was going to do it if I got to to the dream. But then I couldn't get it to, I <laughs> couldn't get back <laughs> over there. And that's also part of that whole like being, you know, tired and being right. Mentally, right. Uh, mentally fatigued. I think that was, obviously you guys all kind of were taking back by that a little bit uh if you can do the route you should be able to do it again relatively quickly
1: well i think it's an interesting part of it and i wonder how much of that j-star might have anticipated because there's so much expectation that it's just going to go down easy after you've done the original
2: yeah well living in fear is also like it gets 13d but it's
1: it's notoriously difficult oh at, my at one move right oh like word. a lot of people fall in one spot
2: well i wouldn't even say one spot i'd say it's more like it just there's nowhere to nowhere to hide you climb 40 feet to like absolute absolute terrible rest mm-hmm. is this the uh, route
1: with like the 5.9 dyno or 59 yeah, dyno which is, or whatever
3: <clears throat> it's it's laughable
2: it's a it's a hard move, but like right. it's uh you know, you're not dynoink. Right. No. Just, right. Yeah. You can, if you're That's fresh you, you can pretty much just move. lock the move off. Yeah. yeah. I think it was more of You're a, just never fresh. Actually, uh Lee, Lee and Bill Cheftel, I ran into them one day. Mm-hmm. which are absolute OG and Bill Ramsey. Bill Ramsey, yeah. Yeah. Uh legends. Um and they were I think explaining. Those to two me, are as OG
1: as it gets. Like hundred percent. They were around when Rifle was created, hundred
2: percent. Um, and they were telling me that was like kind of this like joke thing that somebody had said back in the day, uh, calling it five, nine, I don't know. Right. We're gonna have to, yeah, it's, just what, it's just what the moves become yeah, known whatever. as, yeah. you know. So basically you like climb, climb to that bad rest and you pretend to shake out there, which is very, you're like, you put chalk on your hands, but you're not really able to calm down much. Um, and then you do another you know 30 feet of like very continuous rock climbing and um that's kind of what i mean also like that's the most maybe the most power endurance route i've ever ever climbed Mm -hmm. where you like are climbing 60 feet like and you you get a chalk up like a couple times
3: i think it's Right, I think it's 26 moves to the bevel, which is like the slope of rest, and it's 25 moves from there to the anchors. Yeah. Like something like that. So it's literally just split in half by this heinous... like rest. Yeah, it's just like chalk
1: your hands and run. That's a good name for the rest, the bevel. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of rest like that in rifle.
2: Yeah. My buddy Nat really wants to do, you know, living in beer, which I think is a rad challenge that I want to put into the universe, which is like you climb the route and at some point drink a beer well on route yeah which is like i mean he just thought of it because the name was cool uh (laughs) he didn't really actually know anything about the route like that you don't get a. he assumed there was some knee bar because it's rifle uh yet it's still like one route and rifle with like you're not wearing knee pads and Mm -hmm. no knee bars Mm. but actually i'm gonna remove that comment um,
1: you did wear an, an e-pad.
2: No, I'm going to remove the comment of the whole living and beer thing because I don't want to tell somebody to drink a beer on a route. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you don't have a choice to remove it because I'm the one who edits this podcast. Yeah, no,
2: that's in there. So <laughs> Somebody go do it. Just don't tell everybody I told you to do it.
1: <clears throat> so you're three routes down now, three yeah. routes off the list. Uh,
2: yeah, um, yeah, I've done done a couple. I got a long way to go.
1: You do. Are you going to check out Rodeo Free while you're here, or are you bailing out before that?
2: Um, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to have the chance to to climb on that one very much. Um,
1: yeah. Quick trip.
2: Yeah, quick trip. I'm only here like another day, um, day or two. And uh, those monos look pretty thin.
1: Yeah. So. You have to get your fingers ready for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he put that one on here, actually, because I think it's kind of a... In old school style. Yeah. Um, You know, when I came up in the gyms, monos were everywhere. Yeah. We had, at climb time in Cincinnati, there were probably 20 monos on the wall at any given time. Yeah. But now you'd be really hard pressed to find a mono in a gym where the public could access it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't touched a mono, much less a two finger in a while. (laughs) 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 Try to avoid those kind of.
1: So what's the what's the ultimate goal? And this is a Lee Smith question. Lee, yeah. Lee wanted to know this. So Yeah. And I mean, this episode is really just for Lee anyway because he's going to be the most excited person on the planet to hear this episode. He'll he be, probably is right now. Yeah, he is. Real excited. He wants to know what the ultimate goal is. He knows every is.
2: single thing about me, yet
1: he'll be so psyched <laughs>
2: to listen to this, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Um. So, yeah, he has... Uh, so, big goal. Like big goal. The big goal for my whole climbing, you know. Let's w- talk a
1: few goals. Let's talk... First, let's talk the big ultimate goal. Do the you ultimate. have a huge ultimate, like, specific goal?
2: I mean, uh, generally, I would say to continue getting better. Now, if we're going to make that I'm, more... I'm looking for specific, More here, specifically, sure. you know, I want to climb 515. I think I will climb 515. Uh, you know, I'm, like, really committed to to doing that. Mm-hmm. Um and even you know, harder if if I if I can. I think that's kind of this number that I put in my head, but you know, I want to keep doing everything too. Um specific, you know, I want to travel all over the world and climb like amazing routes and new routes. And I would love in the future to develop routes. Um, yeah. Climbing 515 is definitely like the... That's the big goal? Yeah, 15A, of course. There's like so many amazing, uh, you know, amazing ones all over the world. Johnny
1: Lightning, you want to put a date on this?
2: I would also love to bring it to the red.
1: If it doesn't happen by 2020, I'll eat my (laughs) crock. (laughs) didn't you throw your crocs away i threw my crocs
0: away actually i have a new pair but they they shrunk a little bit and i can't really wear them i wear them like to the shower but my heels won't go in them
1: okay well don't get rid of those crocs because i'm gonna Crocs. in 2020 if drew doesn't climb 515 i'm holding you to this
0: i threw away the hardest climbing crocs in the world
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We just established that you don't quite yet climb moderates. I don't climb
0: moderates yet, but (laughs) find me another person
1: who climbs moderates and crocs, and I'll (laughs) eat eat the other croc. (laughs) Nate, what do you think? Uh, Oh, I thought we were still on the croc issue. Have you guys Uh seen the
2: photo of a crocodile eating a croc? It's really funny.
1: It's very meta. Yeah, it's quite... I haven't seen it. Google Um, that for sure. (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's going to be the cover image of this podcast. <laughs> Crocs on Crocs. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are you I, betting against Drew on the 515? No. Is that what's happening here? I'm not. I think
3: like access to it's going to be the toughest thing. I mean, because you just kind of said it like you want to bring it to the red. It's like, you know, it's one thing to be able to have something in your backyard that you can work on. But, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have easy access to hard climbing, it definitely makes it harder. So, I
2: don't know. We don't have that on the East Coast right now. Yeah. Uh, Or
1: Have you thought about that? Like, what 515s you might want to go check out when the time comes?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I've climbed on Papichulo at Oleana, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, um, which is something that, like, in my mind, like, it breaks down well to me and for my style of climbing. Um, And that's something, like, you know, I've watched a lot of climbers on. Um, and and thought a lot about uh you know uh joe and john have done bone tomahawk yeah i'm gonna do one in the states like that's probably it um yeah roof climbing like you know jonathan calls it like no no bad holds right bicep pump
3: has he ever encountered a bad hold in his life that's
1: true
2: that fair point i've I've I've
1: seen that guy i've seen him climb on slightly overhanging rock that it didn't look like he hit any bad holds no yeah and i beg to differ on those holds. that's
2: that's fair so i don't actually know what bone tomahawk looks like it could be all half pad crimps in a roof which would not be the most fun um (laughs) quarter pad edges in a roof now (laughs) That one would be, you know, really amazing to go try. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I've thought about doing a little session out there um, to just go climb, you know, go climb. There's a route nearby, Golden, which is on the list, um, and do that one. And then look at what I need to do to climb um, Bone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't ever, I don't expect to, like, go out there and climb well on it. Expect to go get my butt kicked, but at least that will help me, like, know what... how to train better for it?
3: Yeah, it'll help you avoid the rest of your list as well. <laughs> I mean, Jonathan's over here. All right, here's a list of great classic technical routes. Sounds good. Where's that steep juggy thing you're talking about? <laughs>
0: Sorry, yeah. JSTAR. Star. I have one question. This list, I think it's the list or climbing five fifteen A.
1: The list for climbing. I know. I think it's a? like.
0: It's, I think it's one or the other. I think oh, that like you have to choose. Just, oh. I think you have to choose between being well rounded or being like the super cool guy.
2: I disagree. I'm gonna do both. Johnny's
1: Johnny's belief in you is wavering here, yeah. Drew.
2: Well, I mean, I will prove you wrong. <laughs>
1: All right, you you heard it here, Johnny. We're gonna we're gonna try really hard to make Johnny eat his crock. Come, <laughs> come 2020, and I don't know what's gonna replace Instagram Live or Instagram TV by then, but you'll see it there. Yeah, we promise.
2: I don't see this list also as being something that like I need to do like immediately before doing other things.
1: Yeah, so you're not like dedicated to just checking no. off everything on no, the No, I'm not going
2: to go straight to like these routes, you know, I'm going to like, I thought about trying to do something like that where I was yeah. just like, I'm going to go try to do all of them in a in a shorter period of time. But you could get honest, sponsors
1: like, for that trip.
2: Create a video. You could do it. <laughs> J-Stars 11. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think it's more like, you know, when i have the opportunity to go to these places or to make the opportunities also to go to these places and do these routes but Mm -hmm. you know i also want to if i can i can climb i would like to climb harder routes as well um and and i think there's a time and place for both this rifle trip i like chose to do a lot of routes instead of hard ones like we talked about earlier and that's kind of how i see this list as well
1: yeah and you ticked off the three pretty quickly Three and so, rifle,
2: yeah. I was really psyched about that.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited to see how the other ones challenge you, though. I feel like the
2: rifle ones fit me really different. well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think those were his gimmies for you on yeah. here. Yeah,
2: Azula fits me kind <clears> of <throat> well.
1: We'll see how the other ones go. When you go to Cathedral to do Golden, do you think you'll get distracted by all of the variations on Golden, or will you do Golden and move on to other routes?
2: Um. I don't. I don't know. It's always hard to like say because there's a lot of different like parts of that. There's solid gold and solid yeah. gold direct and golden direct. I don't even know them all. Yeah, there's a bunch. shout out yeah. Stan Mursky, legend out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think for me it'd be like go to do golden. It's at the top of the list, and then you know look at look at some harder ones. Yeah,
1: I always wonder and that myself actually because yeah, I don't like to do the like the direct and its link up or whatever yep. all it at can the same become time quite frustrating but i should do it that way it seems like that would be the more yeah. efficient way to do it Well, it's funny is i did like I hear your story and rifle. i did
2: i did waka flocka at the very beginning of my trip in rifle and then i did living in fear and living the dream and so all i had to do to do waka flocka Fa- flame which would be 14c would be to like just you know do the link up connect which, them yeah yeah exactly which adds one move two moves um into you know these routes that i already done and i like considered doing it um but there are so many other routes i wanted to do
1: yeah so yeah that's cool yeah you didn't go straight for the 14c no was it because you got so frustrated by living the dream
2: no it was because i wanted to do more rock like i hadn't climbed i hadn't touched zulu yet i yep. hadn't done like any of these other things and i also really kind of had this goal in mind of doing like 10 routes 8b or harder and rifle mm-hmm. um and so i didn't like once i had done like five or six i was like okay i'll just you know i want to make sure i do that kind of thing
1: yeah too. did you do the 10 i did 10 nice dude
2: yeah yeah i was psyched
1: oh well that's a good trip yeah johnny you might be eating a crock in 2020 <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah which is <laughs> no, really no, cool did. actually if you I'm I, not gonna eat a crock. He's gonna send five fifteen that I don't have to. I only have to eat the crock if he doesn't send.
1: In two thousand, yeah. I
0: thought you had to eat it if he does. Send. No, if he doesn't send, I'm not gonna eat a crock. Drew's gonna send. He I'm was not betting. Eat he it. was
2: get betting for me. Why are you trying to switch this? You're uh, trying to make us. Yeah. I thought
0: he was betting against you. But I you. think that the, I think that's the list could get in the way. If like Drew starts climbing an American fork, <laughs> that's it for him. He's not gonna want to go anywhere else. <laughs> He's gonna get so hooked on American Fork. I mean, have you seen the pictures of that place? Get real. <laughs> He's gonna get suckered into that lifestyle.
2: You just piss somebody off for sure. He's gonna be yeah. drinking
1: two percent beers and just like <laughs> crushing American Fork. Some people love to climb the road cuts, Johnny. Just come gotta- at me
0: if you love American
1: Fork. <laughs> come, come to Lander. <laughs> You know, you know where snaps. I stay. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> You're gonna, they're going to blow up the at lightning snaps on Instagram now. Yeah. yeah. Sliding to my
0: DMs. Let me know how you feel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As he takes a drink of day old cold coffee. <laughs> um, would you be willing, I'm just out of curiosity here, let's say, and I'm going to put this out there because I know people are going to email you now. Um, and I like the idea of you getting just bum rushed by emails great um (laughs) if a 512 climber wanted to break into 513 and they wanted a list of red river 512 to get to 513
2: um i already do that you know i mean not like yeah i mean i do that on a small level i'm sure your your stamp of that would make it bigger but yeah i think that like i've climbed in the red long enough that people already reach out about routes to do and i'm absolutely love that like yeah what if yeah. we make
1: what if we make a couple Haller. of those a, a 512 list and a 513 list to yeah. make you a complete climber can yeah make if you're a red river climber get there as complete as you can get in the red anyway
2: yeah i'd be i'd be happy to yeah
1: we'll put those on the blog the drew mac the
2: yeah drew mac 10
1: the the must
2: do's yeah for being a better rock climber yeah for sure
1: yeah Lee also wanted to know um, what you think the obstacles are to to get into this 515 that now has to happen by 2020. But before we go there, I wanted to get J-Star's thoughts on some of the obstacles that he saw Drew facing. Um, Last quick question. What do you think is going to be Drew's biggest challenge with this list or with just developing into the kind of climber that you foresee him having the ability to become
4: oh man um i i think probably uh probably the hardest part for him in particular is going to be embracing some of these the, some of the styles and some of the areas that are quote unquote, not
1: cool. Yeah.
4: Um, yep. because, because he's an impressionable young lad and, and it's easy for him to go to Maple or to Rifle because they're still very much cool and people are there and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to Mount Charleston, like climbing in the Constant cave, like, that's a little different. He's going to be there alone and, that route's going to be a bastard for him and, you know, stuff like that where it's going to be at that point, you know, and, and I only want this to, to, I'm only trying to show him the door, you know, he, he, he's, he needs to walk through it or he needs to make his own, his own entrance or find his own door or whatever, you know, whatever the metaphor, however that goes. But, um, And you know, if he choose, if he could easily get to some of these cliffs like hell or whatever and be like, this place sucks. Why do I even want to climb here? (laughs) But, but you know, at least he went and at least he knows now when people say like, oh dude, ice cream and like, you know, hell or high water and all this other stuff. And at least he knows what that is. And at least he has some context and some perspective. And, uh, and then outside of that, you know, it's going to be up to him whether or not he wants to embrace it and settle into something, you know, settle into something like white wedding where. You know, there's not like on the bro circuit. <laughs> right, right. There's not there's not exactly a lineup of like dudes and and chicks like strong mo's trying
1: to do that thing. Yeah, so, it's, it's I don't not know, on we'll the see. Instagram every other week for sure.
4: It is not. I don't. I have not seen my <laughs> wedding on Instagram for a minute. So yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Well, cool. I I appreciate you taking the time out uh, to chat with me. But even more than that, I appreciate you taking an interest in this next generation and being the role model that you are i think that's sometimes very sorely needed in this community and and you're definitely one of the first that i point people towards so i appreciate that
4: well thanks man that means a lot and to be totally honest i mean um in large part that's that's I mean, for me, that's really, really important at this point in my climbing. So um, to hear that's awesome, man, I, and I really, really appreciate it. And thanks for the time as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the podcast now. It would be cool to hear Drew's thoughts and,
1: and to see the thing come full circle. So, Yeah, cool. Well, it'll be out soon. Um, thanks, man. I'll let you get back to your day. Have fun at the Next Move Academy thing tomorrow, and hopefully I'll see you again soon.
4: Brad, dude, sounds awesome. Thanks, dude. Cool. Talk thanks, man.
1: Bye. All right. Yeah. Uh, big thanks to Jay Starr for taking some time out of his day to just be the stand-up dude that he is. Um, I always appreciate his insights, and and it's really cool to hear his thoughts on this matter after having had the conversation with Drew. So, all right, let's get back to Lee Smith's question about what does Drew think are going to be the biggest challenges to this ultimate goal of five fifteen.
2: Yeah, you asked me to order those too. Um, <clears throat>
1: yeah, let's talk about the top three <laughs> obstacles. Let's
2: <laughs> we'll talk about the first two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I mean obviously, if I get injured, that's something that's like will slow me down significantly. Any climber doesn't want to like get hurt, so I try to be like quite cautious. I try to like be careful, and um, be careful and be. Sp- also be proactive about the things I'm doing like be better about like shoulder strength and the antagonist kinds of things which I are I'd you neg- just saying this I totally I totally neglect all of these okay, things okay you neglect it okay that's yeah. what I
1: figured 100%. double checking here yeah, have you, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm just hunched, making sure big there. surprise
3: super hunched um, eat cereal out of his chest bowl <laughs>
2: Wow. Uh, <laughs> That'd be hot. <laughs> uh wow. No, I, I mean, I want to be, I think I'm careful enough about being injured, although I've had a lot of injuries, I guess. That slows you down significantly. Yep. Uh, the other thing, I guess, would be, uh, like, financially. Um, like Nate was saying, you know, like, if I can't travel to where these routes are, uh, like, it makes it a little bit harder to do harder ones you know mm-hmm. in oleana there's there's more 515s in oleana in 100 feet than there are in all of america right uh so like that that opens up the door as well to like finding one that fits you well yeah um so we should be on works. the
1: lookout for the drew mack kickstarter um 515 by 2020 kickstarter
2: I got five on it.
1: <laughs> which brings us to Obstacle number three?
2: Uh, life. We'll go with life.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Responsibilities right. and was, obligations. That was a good, mature, responsible answer, Drew. Yeah, of I like course.
2: It. I mean, like, you know, I, I'm I'm young, but, like, things are, you know, everybody has things that come up in their life. Yeah, totally. And wh- how they handle them and what that means for them. At some point, like, you know, I want to not live in my Subaru and, wake up claustrophobic uh Mm -hmm. uh, but you know right now it allows me to like go rock climbing a whole lot um but if things change you know like i want to buy my mama a car
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's amazing what do you think are the top three things that have gotten you to this point where you're at because i you know we talked about this in the first time i had you on the podcast i remember when you were just like so stoked out of your mind to climb 512 so
2: yeah 100 percent.
1: what the, got you to this point the
2: three things that got me to this point number one is like my community 100 percent. like i want to be here without uh i mean it's like yeah it's cheesy but like the people who have supported me all yeah all of my climbing uh, i don't think on, that's cheesy at all on a small scale and on a huge scale um you know i have uh i'm not scared like i've <clears throat> received support financially from people that i didn't ask for i didn't ask for like handouts or things like that but people like really try to find their way to help me reach my goals and
1: i've seen a lot of people um, take a really direct interest in you which i think is really cool it's
2: crazy i don't believe it. (laughs) i i'm i'm incredibly grateful for like everybody you know johnny from you know johnny helped me johnny helped me get here what
1: from day six. From day from six. Day that six. day
2: six friend. I ain't gonna call you an A one. No, uh, A six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Johnny <laughs> Johnny like
2: Johnny and I hustled on the social media side. Like he's an mm-hmm. incredible photographer and we grew we helped grow each other's brands like yep. with that. At lightning snaps. Uh at lightning more Incredible. Plugs. Um and that was something that was huge for you know, me spraying more. Uh, <laughs> Um, no my community for sure uh, you invested in me Chris like Nate has everybody has Lee my family like everybody yeah Lee sponsors. for sure
1: it, is Lee day one homie Lee was there from day one yeah right? Lee
2: took me outside climbing for the first, first time
1: first time day zero yeah. day zero homie yeah,
2: yeah I'm just sure. waiting
0: for Lee to adopt me <laughs> <laughs> Lee I'm out there man you, know, you got I my mean, back
2: yeah it's crazy it's so crazy uh, yeah number two the second thing that's got me where I am of uh, like, you know, I would say my psych and three would be my hard my like work ethic. I'd say.
1: So uh, so Johnny thinks it's the other way around. He thinks it's work ethic first.
2: No, nah, I'm lazy, man.
1: <laughs> no way.
2: <laughs> I I mean, and and I would change out even the word psych for like a uh, uh, like a incredibly genuine love, like mm. uh, like beyond just like being excited about going rock climbing. I like absolutely love all parts of it not even just the day like going to the crack and cl- like the physical thing of climbing but just like the whole the whole thing of it's pretty yeah. special yeah um and that's why i know like i'm gonna do this for a long time um yeah and i'm yeah i don't know those well, are I'm, yeah I those mean, those seem to be the three things that have gotten me where i'm at
1: i think those are really good answers yeah um, i mean also starting young
2: as a kid has gotten me like you know i think that uh, attributes to like my success as a rock climber uh, I can't like neglect that I think
1: why'd you say that when you were just looking at me because I'm old and can't rock climb no <laughs> No, you're, you're, <laughs> no, kn- I'm saying I you're started, nailing the moderates I started, <laughs> killing that moderate game I started young
2: uh, which like anything you <clears throat> do that you start earlier like you're probably more I don't want to say you're more I don't know what you I'm saying you don't have to explain yourself dear. okay I'm not saying the wrong <laughs> thing, though. No, no though, not at all. If you had started when you were gymnast eight, starts start, like, super
0: young. If yeah. you had started when you were 18, I don't think you'd be, like, too far behind where you are right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, I see... I've, like, definitely dealt with the balance of business and climbing, which everyone at this table has to some degree. And it's cool... For me to see you in this position, you know, you've just like you've emailed J Star and all sorts yeah. of other people, you've emailed me over the years to look over sponsorship proposals 100%. or you know, letters or whatever yeah. it is that you're writing, and yeah. <clears throat> so I know what your desire to be a good professional climber and yeah. i don't mean that as a good climber i mean i mean good professional yeah. which i think is just as important as being a good climber
2: 100
1: um, i know what that desire is like so it's cool to see you here at the festival doing things for petzl and you know r- coming right off the tail end of a trip where you did 10 aps or harder yeah you know i think the way that you're balancing those two things out is is really really fun for me to see thank you and makes me feel like I didn't waste that Illmatic ticket on you.
2: Hey. <laughs> well, well, for those of you who don't know, Chris bought me, Chris for my 20th birthday bought me a ticket to go God, was see. that your 20th birthday? Nas in concert. Jesus. Yeah, it might have been younger actually, but I feel like it was 20. Might have been. Maybe it was 18 actually.
1: How old are I don't, you now? I have no clue. How old are you now? Because
2: it doesn't seem like I'm 23. Oh, it must it have been seem 20
1: like, then. Must have been yeah the Instagram knows we'll just look there
2: We'll look it up but it bought me a ticket <laughs> and we drove to Detroit watched the show and then drove to Kentucky to do Rocktoberfest yeah uh, which was heavy but amazing and that's like you know I love doing events like Rocktoberfest and you know this is my first time to lander uh, but like to be able to come here and have an effect on like to people I've never been here and people wanted to like go do a clinic with me and like mm-hmm. I-, I feel. Incredibly grateful for that, yeah, for sure. Like I love these events. I love to be a part of things. I want like I want a more inclusive community. I want everybody to have, you know, if they're interested in like trying rock climbing or doing like that, like I want them to experience like the love that I have.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Any any thoughts from you two before we wrap this thing up? Uh, yes. So Jonathan gave you a list.
2: Yeah.
3: Would you like to give a list to Jonathan right now?
2: Oh, man.
3: Oh, dang. Because I like flood his Instagram all the time, telling him to come to Waco. Yeah. Because he's like weak as a kitten. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had this talk. I climbed with him in Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you got to come to Waco. He's like, I know. And I was like, what do you want to climb on? He was just like, okay. And he listed out like the five only like true crimp ladders there. It's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Now.
2: Um.
1: So.
3: Let
2: what? me think for one second. You put me on the spot are there here. Some,
1: are there some Rocklands boulders J-Star um, should go do?
2: J-Star, you got to go do Sky.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to do the Big Island. Oh, God. Uh, which is a V15 in font. You guys you guys know that one, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The big yep. slappy compression. Can he
1: span that? No. I hope no. so.
2: Double dyno or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want Jonathan to come to Kentucky, come do ten routes in Kentucky first. Sense no, don't do that. Never mind, don't come because I want to do them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I would love to like go on more trips with Jonathan, and that was probably where my trips that was, that would that, that would be the list I would give him is like your itinerary. Yeah, exactly. Take <laughs> <laughs> uh, the
1: holds for uh, me. Route, hang the draws
2: routes with some next next to him for me too.
1: No, I think that's an interesting point though. Like Jonathan's style is very much old school style mm-hmm. of climbing and and that's the list that he gave drew which is exactly what drew needs but what does jonathan need i think well it's also like I jonathan belated me on
2: like fisheye you know in spain i went right. to spain and climbed like the most that's something like the most I've drew max style about route very much my style and very much like everybody's style it's like the vogue route to do which i mentioned earlier is like right things that like everybody knows of and heard of. And like it loses its, uh, I guess specialness when it's like been, you know, the most done whatever in the world kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, like that thing that everybody does is, is also like something that I want to go do.
3: Oh, it's done for that often for a reason. Exactly. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: But I also part of the, like what Jonathan says, like go do these that like maybe people neglect or something like that.
3: Yeah.
1: And I think that's partly a style thing as well. Like, fisheye's done so much because it's a style that's easy to yeah. learn in the gym and yeah you know easy to obtain something like you know rodeo free or white wedding those aren't nearly as easy to obtain in the gym or yeah. f dude you know those yeah. kinds of things are yeah. harder to learn
2: yeah I, I i couldn't honestly come up with 11 routes like that jonathan hasn't done hmm. <laughs> Maybe some moonboard boulders. Waco tanks, <laughs> Waco tanks. Waco tanks. Waco tanks. Waco tanks. <laughs> well, he's gonna go there now, and you're gonna be like, "Whoa!"
1: Well, no, maybe I want him to. Maybe I'll try and get him on here and see what his list for himself would look like. Yeah. If I tell him it can't be crimp ladders. Ooh. Not that not that J Star only climbs crimp ladders. We all know he's a no. He's really just, really good rock climber. Yeah, he's a great
3: yeah. all around climber. He's just an animal at crimps. <laughs> yeah, totally. So. So really, you can't come up with one.
2: One route for him to go do just one.
3: Um, you can even he
2: hasn't done but he'll do that in a couple of tries, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Dog I leg. don't know. He should go do Ladura Dura. <laughs> he should go do like he should go do. He's he hasn't done nine B plus fifteen C. You know, like I think he's he. I mean, obviously, he's more than capable of doing the next grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done multiple nine Bs. Um, he's done an insane amount of. 90 pluses, uh, J Star, go do Dura. <laughs> if you've made it this far in the podcast, bro,
1: <laughs> Johnny. Any last thoughts from you?
2: I just really going to make don't,
1: you eat your crock I hope I don't have to eat the
0: crock <laughs> He's going to marinate it tonight. <laughs> I, I'm going to start marinating Why'd it. Why would you now? say 2020,
2: yeah. bro? You got to buy me a plane ticket to Spain for the next three springs.
0: I just think 2020 is a reasonable
1: time. Two springs. To, to jump a couple. Can letters we? Rates. Can
2: we? Like, actually, can we? Uh, Does
1: this include 2020? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, let's put an actual date on this by by December, what December
0: 31. By yeah, by December 31, 2020. So when the new year rolls around, Drew Mac will be he'll get a tattoo that says "I climb 515A" on his chest.
2: That is not going to happen. That's, that's what's <laughs> going to happen, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, uh, and you will also not eat
0: the crock because I'm going to do it. He's going to do it. I don't think I'm going to eat the croc. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I hope yeah. you don't have don't to know. eat a croc, but we'll, we'll see. will
2: self-actualize this, I guess, and yeah. just tell myself I'm going to do it for you. I you think know? that
0: he's going to do it. Drew has grit and tenacity. I don't
2: even people, care about Drew. doing it anymore. It's more like I want to do it so Johnny doesn't you know, <laughs> eat a croc and potentially die.
1: I think you just wait until January 1, 2021 to do it so that Johnny does have to eat the oh,
2: crock oh word that's a better idea D- yeah. double win mm,
1: yeah okay yeah. I kind of think it'd be fine to eat the crock I,
0: I don't think your body could digest it and it would just like <laughs> pass through and it'd be straight I don't think it'd be such a big
1: deal okay <laughs> if well, you cut it into small
0: enough pieces
1: I don't know you look like you're seriously considering this I mean right it has, I did say it so I'm seriously <laughs>
0: considering it I mean it's, it would be very foul but I don't think I think if I clean the crock it would be mostly tasteless and you just swallow it like a pill, like a little bit at a time, and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Can we,
2: you don't have to go in this much detail,
0: because <clears I> pro- <throat> I'm gonna do it. He's gonna do it, but oh, you better do be it, like...
1: <laughs> Chris. You All have right. any final thoughts All on right. this? No, I've given my final thoughts. Okay yeah thank I'm just, you so I'm much stoked sir. to see you where you're at thank you yeah
2: yeah i appreciate that i'm psyched to see you where you're at as well like
1: dude i'm not fucking rock climbing so.
2: no it doesn't matter like i said like life gets in the way <laughs> and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing either yeah you right know, now like, it's
1: definitely in the way but <laughs> it's uh it's moving the other direction so yeah we'll see
2: well we're gonna go rock climb together someday <laughs> two days from now
0: <laughs> waco 2019 <laughs> 2018. Hopefully with J Star. 2018, 2019. Everyone be there. Well, no one should show up at us and then we won't have to get reservations.
2: (laughs) Thanks for the closing remarks, Johnny. (laughs) All
0: right.
1: Thank you, guys. All right. Peace. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I've known Drew for a long time and I love seeing his progression, but I also really enjoy knowing the struggles and getting to see behind the scenes. And I hope this episode lets you in on a little bit of that from this rising star. I think that Drew is the same type of great role model that J-Star is. And seeing behind that curtain really should only serve to make him even more so. Um, If you're a Red River climber or are planning a trip there, we've got Drew's 10 to do. Those lists are up on the site, uh, powercompanyclimbing.com. You can see them there, or you can download the PDF checklist that we've created. We've got one for each grade, 510 through 513. So whether you're looking to break into 511, or 514, or anything between, and to really be solid at the grade, we've got you covered. The link is right there in your pocket supercomputer, in the show notes. Download it, print it, stick it in your guidebook, check it off, Whatever. And, you know, if you see Drew out at the crag, maybe have him sign it. Okay, thanks again to J-Star for phoning in. I really appreciate that. Thanks to Nate and Johnny for sitting down with us. You can find Nate on Instagram at Crux Padwell. You can find Johnny there at Lightning Snaps. And you can find Drew at Mac 5 That's D-R-U-M-A-C-K-5, the number. Uh, he's closing in on 10,000 followers. Let's get him over the hump. You can find that link in your Pocket Supercomputer show notes as well. You know where you can find us, powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find us on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Pinterest, at Power Company Climbing. And search for us on the Twitter. Search there all day. I really don't care, as long as you're listening to the podcast in the meantime. But you're not going to find us because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time, this time, this
0: time, this time. This time, this time, this time, this time. This time, this time, this time, this time.